Welcome back to another episode of the Get Back Coach presented by Apollo Media. Week 12 in the books. Only one week left before the regular season is over. College football is gone. It comes and goes like the breeze on a summer's day, like a blink of an eye. And today, joining Jay and I, our good friend Joey Pop. Joe, how are you doing? I, I know vibes are not good. Tuck is not necessarily coming. But no, he came last year. How that month, he he's did. got nothing more left to, to come. Now, it's listen, vibes are all right. I, I'm bummed out because Michigan State had a flat year. I'm bummed out because college football is nearly over. I got my got my invite to go to Army Navy this year. Can't make it. Um, but Army Navy is also always like the send off, the depressing game because it's like you look forward to it. It's always fun, but then it means like the season's just essentially over. But thank God the Eagles have have essentially blocked and distracted me from the fact that this has been such a shitty season for the Sparties. I mean, not just the Eagles, but you know, the Phillies had a great run. They did. They um, did. You had a lot. You have a lot to be happy about. Yes. I mean, I, I'm with you on the, on the bad year, Joe. So uh, well, it, it could be worse. Jay, Ooh. my heart bled for you when I saw the stands of that UMass game. Oh, I saw that and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "This these fans hate this team right now." Yeah, I mean, so they were there for the first half, but it was cold and rainy and miserable by Texas standards. And it's uh, UMass, so and, it, and it's UMass, and it's eleven a.m. kick. So <clears throat> it's I get it. I mean, you know, uh, I, I do think that attendance is going to be not great for LSU, but. Uh, Jake, I'm at least glad that they showed up for Florida. I know. I was really happy that I was at the last like true home game that they had. <laughs> um, but they there were fans there for that UMass game to start, for the most yeah. part. Like, like eighty, I would say like in the eighty some range, which is crazy that we even say like yeah, the place looked empty for eighty thousand. Um, but I think once I think they stayed for the band because as I That's learned, Texas A and M, Texas A and M loves the band. And I think after that they're like, okay, we we can leave, like yeah. this. But and it was also just not a fun football game to watch. That was I, look, I looked at the score and I was like, how is this game this close right now? I took the under in that game essentially because I I ride the um, I ride the theory of if it's like a huge huge line, I'm going to take the under because that means one team's going to control it all game long. And essentially, I was kind of right in the sense that UMass didn't score a lot. It's just that A and M didn't score a lot either. Yeah, I had UMass plus thirty three and a half, so that worked out pretty well. Oh, yeah, wow, that's an easy winner. There we go. <laughs> um, so, so Joe, we're we're gonna kick this off with 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 some not good vibes. Um, the brass platoon goes to Bloomington for the first time in a while, right? Since what twenty twenty? Oh, okay, uh, so maybe two years ago. I thought it was 2019, but yeah, you might be right. 2019. But anyway, Michigan State has pretty much controlled that entire uh, rivalry. Um, so what was your synopsis? What is going on in East Lansing this year that they took advantage of last year? Yeah, no. Well, one, you you don't have who I thought got disrespected by the Heisman voters in KW3 mm-hmm. this year. He essentially carried this team to a number of wins last year. And he kind of – his play helped Peyton Thorne look like a much better quarterback. 
So I think coming into this year, the idea was, okay, Peyton Thorne's going to take another step up. He's going to be able to be kind of the offensive leader for this team. You still have Reed on the team, who was fantastic last year. Huge in that Penn State game last year on that fourth and 15 I, catch yeah. in the end zone. I still but, see it on my nightmares. Oh, it's unbelievable. Um, but I, congratulations on the land grant this year. Um, We're not there yet. No, you're there yet. Um, no, it's just that this year it just never came to fruition. All these transfers on defense just didn't show up, and now they're just getting gashed huge left and right. And it just feels like Mel Tucker is now who everybody thought he was going to be when they hired him out of Colorado. It just doesn't seem, it seems like he's a little bit too big for his britches at this point. He does a fantastic job in the transfer portal, but if the players can't play, there's nothing you can do. Do you think it is going to be a bit of boom and bust with Mel Tucker just because he's going to utilize that transfer portal a lot, or at least he has so far. And like you said, you can have, you know, it, last year where everyone kind of seems to pan out. I do think uh, Kenneth Walker made the offensive line look a lot better than probably what they were. Um, but, you know, defense, if you got guys that aren't really gelling together, you know, that can be a bit of a problem. But you you also have a higher ceiling of, hey, if everybody comes together and gels, this is going to be a really good football team. So, yeah, no, I definitely I, think so. Uh, you had two kids, two former SEC kids in your secondary who were supposed to be kind of like your rock, your cornerback position, and they're just getting beat left and right. So I think you're right. It is going to be a lot of boomer bust. I have my eye on the the five-star quarterback, Dante, last name's escaping me right now, who, who is essentially a lock for – Oregon and now all of a sudden the whispers are he's looking at Michigan State and oh yes yeah so yes, I did. if they get him I mean you you get a quarterback in in this league if you will and it changes the game for you in college football because that those guys can just scramble around and make plays you know they might not pan out as pros but a good quarterback in college football can carry a team absolutely absolutely we, we I mean we've seen it before yeah. um every Ohio State so <laughs> very true <laughs> um so all right we're gonna go in a little bit of a recap now um the only game during the week we're gonna talk about probably one of the best games of the week uh, for you guys uh watching on tuesday night action like jay and i always are uh bowling green at toledo toledo scores with 51 seconds to go and then taron keith catches a slant for the Bowling Green Falcons, breaks about four tackles, takes it to the house, late touchdown to upset the Mac West champs, the Toledo Rockets. Jay, did you watch this one? You did, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, I mean, it was so Bowling Green jumps out to an early lead and they're kind of controlling the game, and then Toledo comes storming back. And, you know, I figured it was one of those deals where Toledo would probably take control of the game once they got the lead. Uh, and then lo and behold, Bowling Green uh hang tough i mean hats off to that program too because it has been a, a rough uh rough few years up there uh for that program and you know they've they've had a pretty good season this year i mean you know they early in the year it looked like they were going to have a, a rough go of it i mean they had the loss to eastern kentucky fcs program who i do want to shout out the eastern kentucky real quick just because they're in the fcs playoff uh for the first time in a while but, uh, you know, Bowling Green ended up having a, a decent year for them. Uh, and, you know, uh, they're bowl eligible with that win over Toledo. And, and now we uh, get to see them play Ohio to close out the year. 
Uh, but you know, it, it was. Uh, anytime you see a, a game end with a play like that, it's just. I mean, that was fantastic. Out of control. It's 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 why it's why we tune into these games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, is because it just seems like there's going to be crazy stuff that's going to happen. I mean, I I didn't. I didn't put uh, Central Michigan on the card, but like watching that game in a just an absolute blizzard, and then their quarterback just scampering for like an eighty-yard touchdown. I mean, it's beautiful. It's again, it's it's why it's why we love the sport. And I should have bet, and I didn't. I didn't. I chickened out. But Toledo coming off that big win um, the week before, clinching the MAC West. Big celebration. You kind of felt like, okay, is this going to be a hangover game for them? And I usually bet those games, and I I didn't. I didn't, and <laughs> I should have. But anyway, usually when someone wins something big, usually the next week doesn't go so well. Always yeah. take the other team. And and I didn't even bring this up now, but Bowling Green in Ohio, I mean, that game, if Bowling Green wins that, they go. I'm pretty sure they go to the, to the MAC championship. I think they win the East. I mean, it, I, actually, it may depend on what Buffalo does. Uh, but I mean, they would have the same record as Ohio, and then they would have the head-to-head They'd victory. Have the tiebreaker over them, right? Yeah, because Ohio's so, at eight wins. I believe Ohio's at eight wins right now. I believe. Yeah, but it's so, six and one in conference, and, and Bowling Green's only five and two in conference. Right. So, so Bowling Green beats Bowling Green beats them. They have the tiebreaker over them. You're probably right, but they probably have to wait to see what Buffalo does against. Who's Buffalo playing? Do you know? So, well, Buffalo also just had their game against Akron postponed, but they have Kent State to close out the season. Okay. Oh, that's right. Because so then, will that postponement game come into play if they need it? That's what I'm wondering here. Because they'll, they'll, that... they'll have a game at hand, essentially. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, Akron, now, Akron is yeah. Akron is that that that's a win. Like I I I hope Buffalo doesn't get screwed there because Akron is. Akron's bad. Like for Mac, even for Mac standards, <laughs> bad. That's a bad football team. Um, do you have a tiebreaker up? Because I don't know. I could be a three-way tie theoretically. Oh, please yeah. do that. Please. I love it when there's a multiple ties. Like what was the F? Was there FCS where they had to flip a coin? Yeah, there was the three-way tie, and they had to flip the coin. They had to flip like they had to flip like a coin three years ago or something. No, I think like last week. I forget who it was. Someone, someone was in like a, a there was like a three-way tie for something. It it may have been Division Two. I know it was in what? Friday Night Lights, the movie, not the show, <laughs> but the movie. It, I, I believe it was I in the that. show too. They drew straws or something. <laughs> like yeah, always good. Um, all right. Let's get let's get into Saturday. Let's get into Saturday. Um, the top four teams all struggled. Every single one. Some worse than others. Some should have lost. We'll get to that in a second. Like, should have lost. But the incompetence of Big Ten officials, again, strikes or strikes again. Um, Georgia and Kentucky, let's just start there. Ugly game. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Um, Georgia controlled this game. Kentucky had a shot towards the end, but 
their offense just cannot get anything going through the air, and you are not going to be able to run on that Georgia defense. I don't care how good your run game is. Um, Will Levis, I think he only had like 98 yards passing. He stinks. Um, I'm sick and tired of hearing about him first round this, first round. He stinks. He's not. Again, all of Mel Kuyper and all the NFL, you know, yes, they can he's, got have can, he's got a cannon of an arm, but he's not accurate. He lost to Sean Clifford on, like, there was a reason why he didn't beat out Sean Clifford at Penn State. There was a reason. All this, all this reminds me of the hype around, like, quarterbacks who, like, scouts love but never pan out, like a Brock Osweiler type guy where it's just, Marcus like, a, a massive arm. No, Jamarcus Russell didn't read, like, I don't know. He didn't read the tapes or he didn't watch film. There was, but, like, there were some other He was issues. great, though. He was yeah, great he- in college. But he had – you want to talk about a rocket arm. That dude's arm was – Oh, yeah. yeah. 70 yards on a rope. Yeah. But, like, Jay's talking about, like, dudes who, like, were okay in college. Like, were solid in college. But, like, were elevated. Again, Penn State guy. But Christian Hackenberg. He's yeah. a great example. Like, Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy, Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy Clausen. Like Brady Quinn, and really, yeah, you just go through Brady, Notre Brady Dame was, and Ohio State quarterbacks. Yeah, but it's like guys that just NFL guys just pump up more than they are, and it's just like, listen, Will Levis has a team that has a good defense. He has a good offensive. He has a good offensive line to rely on. He has a good running game to rely on. He's only have to. He only has to game manage. That's it. And if if they're down, they are not. Jay and I talk about it. What Jay once a week? Kentucky Usually. is not built to come back. They're not. Once they're down, it, it's almost it, by double digits. It's game over. It, and that's Iowa's problem. That's Wisconsin's problem. Pretty much half the Big Ten West. That's their problem. Is like they cannot get back into games because they are just so conservative and run heavy. Um, but. Georgia kind of compl- Georgia kind of just I don't want to say dominated, but that game was never in doubt. Ever it was, ne- it was never in doubt, but I just feel like Georgia has had so many different opportunities this season to to essentially say without it being on the back of another team losing to essentially stamp and say we're the best team in the country, mm-hmm. head and shoulders. We're one. Everybody else is two, and there's a huge gap between us. And every time they get the opportunity, same thing with Kent State. They play Kent State, and everyone's like, okay, what's happening here? So every time they have an opportunity to just take the, the ball and just say, we're the best, hands down, no question, they do something like this, which makes everybody say, man, the playoffs is going to be fun. Who knows what yeah. happen with the four seed? Yeah. Um, I mean, and again, I don't think anybody else has necessarily stood up and, and, and shown that they're better than Georgia either. But no, nobody. I do think this is going to be uh, – I don't know what's going to happen, and that makes it exciting. It's it's great. I I was saying I tweeted something out during the day on Saturday, sometime between like the late game starting or right when they started, and I, I essentially was like, listen, Georgia barely got a win today. You know, it's a bad day. There's all these other teams losing. Tennessee got the brakes beat off them at the time. I think South Carolina was was cruising along, and, and Arkansas was doing their thing. And I, I was just tweeting out, I go, it's a bad, bad day for the 12 teams is too many in the playoff, uh, that yeah. crowd. Because this year with the 12-team playoffs would be incredible. Incredible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, like you said, Georgia 
is Georgia the best team in the country? Absolutely. But yeah. are they that much better than everyone else? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, you know, and then you have your second tier teams, which is pretty much Michigan and Ohio State, which, but then even there have both shown weakness. Then you have TCU, who every time you think they're going to lose, pulls one out of their ass. Yeah. And then you have five to 12 who throw them up in the air. It, no one knows who's better. Yeah. You know, it's but, nuts. Uh, it it could have been awesome. You did, you did mention TCU, and uh, I guess that, that's our next game on the list there, there TCU at Baylor. Uh, so watching, and I think you had this circled, but watching TCU get that field goal team out there that was amazing. last minute was unreal. It was amazing. One of the most electric things I've watched in, in a while. No. Probably it's, it's up there with best plays of the Cole College football year. And I, so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, Sonny Dykes is an idiot. Like, yeah. How, how, like, now the, the, it's going to be way too much pressure on the kicker. And it worked out perfectly because then you don't try to ice the kicker, right? I mean, in that situation, you don't want to give them extra time. So you don't call your timeout, you let them kick it. Right. Uh, and I think that may have been, I don't, I mean, maybe that's not by design, but maybe that's a little bit of gamesmanship by Dykes. Uh, one thing I'll talk about, though, is the the rushing defense TCU uh, gave up quite a bit. And I'm just thinking about Texas last week. I can't believe B. John Robinson only got to run the ball 12 times against TCU. But that's yeah. another story. Uh, <laughs> TCU, you know, they they the cardiac frogs, man. They've done this all season. They just find ways to win. All glory to the hypnotoad. Um, I, I like this team a lot. And I think yeah. toe-to-toe. They can hang with everybody but Georgia. I think Georgia is too good, mm. too good defensively for them, and I don't think defensively they can stop that Georgia offense long enough to even keep it a game for three quarters. But I, I think this team. There's no reason this team can't beat Michigan. There's no reason this team can't beat Ohio State right now. Oh, absolutely. No, absolutely they can. Um, you know, Jay, have you ever been in a? Because I was wondering this. Have you ever been in a in a 15 second drill for the field goal unit, like in a two minute? I know you're a defensive lineman, so I figured you probably wouldn't be on field goal. You know? No, uh, I haven't. Uh, I haven't ever been in a situation like that in my career. No, like just running it ever. Did you? Did you ever run it in practice? Oh, I mean, like I wasn't on the field goal blocking right. unit, so mm-hmm. I mean, we did it in high school, but we it we never practiced like that. I mean, yeah. I, I remember watching. Uh, you know, I think we did that. We did that scenario in practice when Jeff Banks was our special teams coordinator at A and M. But that's uh, I've never seen it in a game. I've only seen it in practice. Yeah, like I remember doing it all the time in practice when I was at Lack or even high school. Um, when I was in college, we we did something similar. Um, but even then, like I'm sitting on the couch watching this, and I'm thinking. Every time I feel like I've watched this happen, the the kicker shanks it, that something's yeah. blocked, something always goes wrong, and I'm thinking, oh my god, like Sonny Dykes, what 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 are we doing here, man? And, well, especially because kicking, there's such a rhythm to being a kicker, yes, and 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 upping the tempo like that normally throws those guys off. No offense to kickers, but no. yeah. it, you know, rhythm is a big part of why these guys are so successful. 
Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, this is why, like, the fact that he didn't shank it was incredible. It's like a foul shot at basketball. Think of a, a foul shot in basketball ball. Like, you have to run to the you have to run to run the foul line, one, two, three, and put it up. Like, it's I think you just like came that. up with a brand-new basketball rule that would be awesome. But <laughs> I, think, I think that was a rule in basketball, if anyone has ever seen that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, let's see here. Oh, this one. This next one. Illinois at Michigan. Michigan got away with one. Bailed out. Bailed out. This, listen, Michigan is a very good football team. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, Michigan isn't good and this and that. They are a good football team. But like, they're like a better Kentucky. They can only win one way. Okay. And I think what's going to happen is this week coming up, they're going to have to win a, another way, maybe, and they're going to have they're going to have to play a little outside the box. JJ McCarthy ha- has to be a little bit more than a game manager. But let's talk about the Illini game. Fourth and three, oh. they run a blatant, blatant pick play that has been getting called more and more this year. Okay. I I don't want to speak for the both of you, but I can think of multiple times that it has screwed Penn State with running plays similar like that. 2019 in Minnesota. Ugh. Already. Um, And nothing. Absolutely nothing. They go down, and they also reward them with a catch, which I think kind of hurt them. I, I will say the catch, I think, did hurt them more. Because yeah, I, I don't think it ended up mattering. So yeah. that whole thing, whatever. Because people were complaining about the, the, the catch. And I'm like, whoa. I don't whoa, think that that mattered. Back it up. Yeah. The fourth and three call, it's a clear pick play. And they let it happen. They let it happen. Big Ten officials let it happen. Because it was the good old boys in blue. It's, it's, it's a tale as old as time. You go into Ann Arbor, you're going to get screwed. It was, and now granted, I have major bias. I hate Michigan with every fiber of my body. But that pick play happened. I think I texted you immediately, and I'm like, this is unbelievable. Like, they're just giving them this game. And and I agree. I think the catch ended up hurting them time-wise. And honestly, the five yards they got from it, that kicker was making it with, it, with or without the five. That didn't matter. But it just bothered me that they show the replay, and you can see from underneath, he clearly doesn't have it. The ball hits the ground. You can see the ball pop up over his hand, and then he scoops it. I'm like, okay, well, that's coming back. Nope, that stays too. And I'm like, all right, well, then just give him the win already. There's no point in even doing it. Just give him the three points, let him have the win, and be game over. It was atrocious, and they didn't deserve to win that game. No, they didn't. They That was one that could have been easily stolen from them. Um, I, I just – listen, J.J. McCarthy is going to be a good quarterback, but – he is not. He's not there yet. He's not. He's got a, a little way to go. Um, he's probably going to be really good, but he he is not. He's not there. Um, and I think when they take the reins off a little bit, I and again, he's probably they're probably going to have to take the reins off him against Ohio State, and we're going to see how good because um, oh, I forget his name, but that that defensive line at Ohio State is good. And they're going to get after you. They're going to get after you a lot more than Illinois did. Um, but, but yeah, it's going to be 
<laughs> I don't know. I just every time it just seems like every time Michigan has to get a break in Ann Arbor, it happens. Are they? Is the running back? Has he has he been cleared? Is he I don't. I don't think Corm. I don't think Corm's going to play. Corm I don't know what's play. that's huge. Play. That is huge. Now they. I don't know what's going on with Edwards. Their, their number two guy. Yeah, something's going on there. I, I I don't know if it's injury. I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it's a suspension. I'm not sure what's going on with Edwards. But if Edwards and Corum don't don't play, well, they become so much more one dimensional at that point. And then, and then so you don't have your hitters. Yeah, and then that defensive line can essentially just tee off on them. I will say though, that game ended immediately. I tweet out. Michigan's going to get their shit rocked when they play Ohio State. And I still I still lean that way. I think that mm-hmm. Ohio State is going to be the better team and the better team by a lot. But then Ohio State immediately comes out, and they don't want to win the game. I'm like, does anybody just want to stand I, up and say, we're the best? Listen, I watched last week Penn State just dominate Maryland. Like – dominate them like it wasn't even close like Penn State took the gas put the put the foot off the gas in the middle of the third quarter and tug of Aloha looked terrible um their receivers weren't getting open Penn State didn't even have Joey Porter at corner and like I was like wow I said this is I said Maryland is just defeated and I thought it was a hey Maryland it's towards the end of the season their guys are run down they don't have a lot of depth like Maryland's just kind of kind of fall going to fall apart and then hopefully beat Rutgers. And then they come out against Ohio state and play like that. Uh, unreal. Absolutely unreal. I mean, but it shows that these four, the, the gap isn't as big as it usually is. Like everyone says, well, it's always Alabama and Clemson and Ohio state. And yeah, like, Ohio State's in there. Clemson's still good. Alabama's still good, but they're not the top teams this year. Ohio State is, but like Alabama and Clemson aren't in there. Like the fourteen playoff does work, but with twelve and done the right way, it can make it can make things so much better. I mean, this is the first year you could argue realistically nine teams still entering week 13 have a shot to make the 14 playoff. There's nine teams I think that are still alive. Now, granted, some of them are a stretch, but I mean, you can't say, you can't say USC's out at seven. No, LSU's still not. alive at six. That Bama, pisses me off. Bama uh, at eight. LSU. Outside shot. LSU. If LSU, I have a big bone and yes, it does have to deal with Penn state, but if LSU gets in, I have a major gripe because in 2016, I was not podcast before. I don't believe Penn State should. Have I been was. In. Yes, you, I was. You said Penn State should have been in in 2016, and I said, Joe, if you remember, I said I don't believe it. Even though they were hurt, they had losses to Pitt, and they had a lot a bad loss to Michigan. Yeah, but they had all these other wins. And they and, beat they beat Ohio State, the team that got in over them. Yep. Yep. They beat Ohio State. They beat Wisconsin. They won the whole thing. So here's here's my thing. I've always said Penn State in 2016 that I understand. But they, if LSU knocks off Georgia, 
and then LSU goes in the playoff, I will chain myself to the committee building because that, my friends, is SEC bias. Because literally, they have to get in. They beat the Georgia, resume, to the resume from 2016, to Penn State to LSU is exactly the same. Lost to a team they shouldn't have early in the year. Penn State lost to Pitt. LSU lost to FS or lost to Florida State. Then they get boat raced by a conference opponent. Penn State got boat raced by Michigan. LSU got boat raced by Tennessee. And then if they win the if they win the SEC, they're gonna put them in, and I'm gonna lose my mind if it happens. Because Jake, I've you're leaving a, you're lo- you're leaving one key thing out of that equation. LSU has to be Georgia. It just means more. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you didn't even that factor that more. in. It just, it just means, means more. more. Just means more. After <laughs> multiple SEC right, stadiums. Right. When he's multiple right, SEC. Right. Multiple. <laughs> you've, opened up, you've opened up Pandora's box. Full SEC stadiums under half capacity last weekend, but it just matters more in the SEC. <laughs> Screw freaking hillbillies. All right. There might have been more people in that blizzard in Central Michigan than there were at the end of that Aggie. Hey, shout out to their students. Their students were there the whole time. I watched. To be fair, snow is way more fun to be in than rain. True, that is true. I'll take snow over rain any day of the week. But I I don't know. Maryland is is an enigma. No, I don't. don't (laughs) You have to put them in. Yeah, just to close out the argument. Let me just say, you have to put them in if they beat Georgia, and and a part of it. And I know we're not in the BCS anymore, but it is very. BCS esque in the sense that sometimes the timing of your wins matters more than the timing of your losses. And if you get hot at the end of the year and you beat Georgia to close the year and win the SEC, there's no way in the world you can leave them out. You just can't. What if what if USC wins? More. What if USC only has one loss? I what if well I think both if if USC get so let's play the what if game. If LSU beats Georgia Mm-hmm. USC wins. The loser of Michigan, Ohio State is out. And you have Georgia, the winner of that game, TCU, and USC. There's your four. And it's pretty clean at that point. So I mean, you're saying USC LSU, still has to get past. Yeah, the Big Ten, the Big Ten winner would be number one. Right. Number two would most likely be Georgia, even though they would take a loss. Or TCU. maybe TCU. Yeah, maybe TCU. Okay, Number three is Georgia. Number four, you have LSU. Oh, man. Over over a so, one. So so LSU with two losses is going to get in over one loss USC, one loss Michigan, one loss. No, no, USC's USC's in in that scenario. Oh, USC's in in that scenario. Yeah. Well, you have too many teams. No, nah, you'd have Georgia, winner of Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, okay. LSU. Oh, I do have too many teams. You have too many teams. Oh, it's ma- listen. I say all the time, math is hard. Math um, is hard. Uh, th- that's where that's that's the thing. I don't. You can't put USC TCU. You cannot put LSU over mm. LS or you can't put LSU over USC. Um, and USC TCU. TCU USC State. still has to. USC still has to beat uh, Notre Dame and then also win the Pac-12 championship, though. So. You know, true. there could be another loss on USC's schedule too, and, there, and render all this be. moot. Uh, 
also true. But I, I just if they put LSU in, uh, I'm I'm gonna have a conniption. I'm going even to even if out. even if let's say TCU loses the Big Twelve championship, uh, and LSU wins, and USC to, loses their Pac twelve championship, I'll have to re, I'll have to reassess. You can't but, go off the one loss versus two loss thing because a one loss TCU team is is usually nine times out of ten not going to be as good as a two loss LSU team that wins the conference. Yeah, but you know what? Joe, LSU got smoked by Tennessee. Like it did. It wasn't even. It wasn't even close. But you can't play. I mean, you can't play. You can't play the college math game in that way either. I know. Again, and I, 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 that's going to lead us to to later on when we talk about what's more. I, I and I think it's you and I have a philosophy thing where we're just I different. So where, you, where you at look at wins and I look at losses. And I'm half you know, cup. I have. Cup half full, your cup half empty. So essentially, is what I'm hearing. That's that, that's pretty. That's pretty fair. Um, before <laughs> we go there, though, let, before we go there, let, let, let's talk about some other games here. Let's talk about some other games. Um, really quick, just want to talk about Maryland. Maryland continues to be an enigma. Um, you never know what Maryland team you're going to get. Um, some days they're they're going to knock. They're going to ups almost upset teams or upset teams. Other yeah, days they might they're be gonna, Texas. Yeah, they, they might just be Texas back-to-back years. And then other days, they're, I don't know, going to lose to Indiana? Like, I don't know. The, the, this team is this team is so bipolar. It's unbelievable. But they almost pull it off again. For some reason, Maryland is, is just making Ohio State earn it almost every time they play. Um, but anyway... Those are the top four. Now let's get into some other games. Um, Iowa at Minnesota, a good old-fashioned back alley rock fight. Um, this one, uh, Jack Campbell should have had a pick six for Iowa. Uh, they called it back. But here's the thing. They call it back, and then Iowa just matriculates downfield, burns the rest of the time off the clock, kicks a late field goal to win. Campbell scores at least – it's 17 – or sorry, it's, it's a seven-point – deficit but at least minnesota gets the ball back um but is iowa just inevitable in the big 10 west (laughs) yeah i think so i mean shout out to iowa this was the uh only bet that i hit on last week so uh thank you for keeping me from going over uh iowa under all the under you you had the under in that i did have the under in this i uh 32 and a half i took the over when it dropped before game time at 29 and a half, I was like, this is just a challenge at this point, And I need to win cheese. it. Took the yeah. cheese. I had to 29. Uh, yeah. I mean, Iowa's defense is just so good. Uh, shout out so to, good. shout out to Iowa. Uh, always, always being this just kind of, like you said, inevitable force in the big 10 West. Just God, it's just a rock fight every time they get on the field. And it's just so fun to watch. I just really enjoy it. Uh, you know, Minnesota, Mo Ibrahim is still one of the best players in, in the conference, one of the best running backs in the NCAA right now. But, you know, it's you're not going to be able to do that against Iowa. It's no. just uh, it's not, it's not going to work out that way. So, he got his 100. Uh, he got his 100 yards. And, and we'll see how this uh, shakes out. Uh, you know, Iowa, if they went out, they, uh, they have control. So uh, who, who do they close the season with? Nebraska. Nebraska. And it's I believe it's in I it's in Iowa City too. Yeah, I it's think, at Kinnick. 
And Nebraska is limping to the finish line. There. Yeah, let's guess um, that line. If I had to guess, that line's going to be 30 and a half, too. No, hey, I was not going to score 30 points. Nebraska may be the be... best three-win team in the country. <laughs> Iowa, I want to say Iowa is a 14 and a half point. No, no, no I'm saying the over is going to be like 30 and a half. Oh, the over. Oh, okay, I thought you said the spread. Okay. Um, oh, the spread? Oh, yeah, that's going to be like 30, 33. I think 33, I would have it. Wow, 37 and a half. Ooh. I think they had, what's, I think what's, they, what's the line? 14 and a half. Minus 10 and, 10 and a half. 10? Yeah. Ooh, makes me want to take Hus- Ooh, makes me want to take the Huskers. I'm not. Oh, well, makes me want to go the other way. It makes me want to take Iowa. Because <laughs> it just, feels like Vegas is begging you to take Nebraska with that line. We're we're already getting into the preview section. Of yeah, the I can't I can't help. Like, once I, I start thinking about lines, my blood just starts. Keep us in check, yeah. Jay. Keep us in yeah, check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Georgia Tech, North Carolina. How about uh, we go to the upset? All right. This is the start of Jake was right for about three weeks. Yeah, uh, have at list. it. So, North Carolina. I've been talking about North Carolina. It's one thing to say you haven't beaten anybody great. It's another thing to say you haven't even played anybody great. Granted, they did have they did play Notre Dame, but other than that, they have played no one. They didn't have to play Clemson. They didn't have to play Florida State. They don't have they didn't have to play some of those other teams on the other side of the division. North Carolina literally could sleepwalk to the ACC championship, and they didn't do it. They could, and I think they still have a shot as well. Um, they 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 they're going to win it. They're like, going to beat Clemson. No, no, I'm sorry. Are they're they going to go to the ACC championship. Well, they still have to play NC State, who has been. They're already in, though. They're, they're already. Oh, in. they they're are in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they're only one week left. Yeah, they're six and one in in, in conference play. Next up is. They're going to get. They're going to get annihilated by Clemson. Clemson. Oh, yeah. I hope. I hope Clemson kills them. Um, because North Carolina has literally played no one. And when they did play someone of quality, they got rocked by um, by Notre Dame. Or I shouldn't say rocked, but pretty beat pretty handedly. Um, their their defense is just terrible. And all Georgia Tech did was limit the offense, try not to have big plays, made them drive on you, and then Georgia Tech took advantage. Had the North Carolina had an entire fourth quarter to take the lead, and Georgia Tech shut them down in the red zone. Um. I will say they'll give North Carolina some credit. Elijah Green is a really good running back that I don't think enough people are talking about. This kid is really good. Mix him with Drake May and Josh Downs. This is a great offense, but this defense is bad, really bad, and they don't get exposed often because they're in the ACC. But anyway, any of you two have anything to add to that? No, I mean, I think you nailed it. I mean, it's it feels like all year you were kind of waiting for the wheels to come off of this team. They're possibly probably the worst nine and two team in in a long time um, because of just how bad that defense is. The offense is really good, and I think when they go up against Clemson, depending on which Clemson defense decides to show up, because I feel like all season they've been kind of night and day as well, and who's going to show up on the defensive side. I actually think that they could put up a, a fight against them for three quarters until Clemson just becomes inevitable and kind of pushes them out of the way. But 
I'm going to take the over in that game whenever that happens, uh, oh. because I think they're both going to Clemson. Clemson could accidentally score 24 against this defense. Yeah. Jay. Uh, yeah. I don't really have much to add to it. I mean, it, it kind of just felt like this was inevitable at some point uh, where, you know, somebody was going to reach up and, and, and nip North Carolina. But again, how much did Georgia tech hate Jeff Collins? I know. <laughs> there are five wins. You know what would be hilarious is if somehow Georgia Tech manages to upset Georgia yeah, to get to bowl eligibility. I mean, it's not going to happen. But I know, that would be I know. that would be objectively hilarious. Jeff Collins, they they really must have hated Jeff Collins. Yeah. Like really <laughs> hated Jeff Collins. But again, they should have fired him before. But yeah. all right. Well, um, next up. Uh, this was one, Jake, again, I know you've been saying all year that Ole Miss isn't that good, but this was one where Arkansas at one point was up 42-6. to six. In the third, in early in the third quarter, and I think... They, 36 points. Yeah. They... Crazy. Took, I know. They took the... Uh, they, Pittman and the boys, kind of played a really conservative ball, um, played really good defense, Um Listen, here's a stat for you. Ole Miss. Now, granted, some of this came in garbage. Uh, it was pretty – the garbage time was pretty much the entire fourth quarter. Ole Miss put up 21 points in the, in the fourth. But Ole Miss had 700 yards of offense. Did they really? 700 yards of offense. Oh 463 God. yards rushing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Judgment How do you lose really- that game? Because it was all in garbage time. So at halftime, Arkansas was up because I do the I do the, the 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 research here. I go deep deep dive right now. Arkansas was up twenty nine at the halftime, and the yardage was three sixty nine Arkansas to three oh eight Ole Miss. So Ole Miss was still moving the football. That's but still pretty they, good. It's almost half. It was still good at halftime. Yeah, um, they settled for field goals. They would get a drive going, and then Arkansas a turnover. They would have to punt, but like Ole Miss, it wasn't like it wasn't three and out. It was drive, drive, drive. Then it stalled. Hey, Arkansas then took over. And while we're on the topic of Ole Miss, uh, I don't. I'm not sure how reliable of a source John Sokoloff is, uh, but he just tweeted that. Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin plans to step down as Rebels coach Friday whoa, and head no to way. Auburn whoa. to become whoa, the Tigers' next whoa, head coach. Whoa, whoa. whoa. breaking news. Breaking so, news on the pod. You know, whoa, obviously, whoa. I mean, we'll see what the, the sources uh, say about that. This is I did click the blue check to make sure it's not one of the, you know, ones to pay for it now that Elon's bird app's all fucked off. But, uh... <laughs> He's going to be Auburn's head coach? Verified account. It's one that's verified for being notable in government news and entertainment. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, AP award-winning journalist. Sounds promising. I don't know. We'll see. Holy. Whoa. That's a... Jay, also, Jay dropping, dropping the F-bomb. I have to put the explicit mark next to the podcast. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I think it's the first F-bomb I've dropped. It's uh... the first one. We've been, we've been keeping it decently clean. Um... 
No way. I just, you know, I think it's messed up. You know, back in my day, I had to earn my blue check the hard way. And now you did. Uh, you did have to blue. Listen, and I've been denied so many times. But uh, I Jake, I sent it to you because. Wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm watching. I'm watching so uh, Sokolov's thing now. This is. Well, man, this is this is nuts. I love it. Um, so also not good for the locker room uh, that your coach may be leaving. Especially, I will say, you know what matters more in the SEC, Jay. And again, I, I don't include Texas A&M with those crazy people. Um, but you know what matters more in the ACC. The continual, the coach is going to leave, and then tracking the flights, tracking flights. Uh, that's what matters more. Yes, that's how it matters more. I um, do, I do love the tracking flights. I love flight tracks. <laughs> um. So yeah, Ole Miss. Uh, good. They're good. They're not. <laughs> they weren't eleven. They weren't nine. I've been saying it, but Ole Miss finally gets its canuppets. And now it takes us, oh, to the best game of the week. Oh, the best game of the week. Tennessee went into Columbia, South Carolina. They came in as a playoff hopeful. A, a team that all they have to do is get by that little gritty team. Shane Beamer's little little gritty team, and then you're in state doormat, and then you go to the playoff. You go back to the mountaintop. It feels like '98, and they left feeling like '99, 2000, 01, 02, 03, all the way to now. Oh, it felt so good. I was saying it, you enjoyed this one, didn't you? I oh, I enjoyed it. I hate those people. Those orange hillbillies. I can't stand them. <laughs> and and I think this proves this proves that you need to be a complete team to make the playoff. You have to. You either need to have a fairly easy schedule and get a couple wins along the way or you have to have a complete team. You have to because at some point your weakness is going to get is going to be shown. And it was because South Carolina's offense is not this. Spencer Rattler, or not he offense. went ape shit. He he was what I yeah. think everyone expected in Oklahoma this past week. Yeah, and like, listen, he's not bad. Like, like Spencer Rattler's not a bad quarterback. He's not just a guy who just didn't live up to the hype. He's okay. And South Carolina's offense this year has been eh, and they exposed. Tennessee exposed them. They, their safeties were, I'm telling you, their safeties, it was like no moss. They wanted nothing to do with, with hitting the running backs. They had nothing to do with hitting. They're just pushing guys out of bounds. They would have the angle on guys and take a deeper angle to push them out of bounds. They weren't filling. And to watch them collapse the way that they did, by Shane Beamer, because this is a Shane Beamer podcast. It was glorious. Absolutely glorious. It couldn't happen to a better fan base. Screw you. Rotten hell. 
Tennessee fans, I just want to say Jake doesn't speak to me. Uh, speak for me. I, I'm looking forward to seeing Neyland Stadium next year uh, when Texas A&M plays there. So, uh, you know, if you if you want to buy me a beer, I, I just uh, just want to say that uh, I, I'm not anti-Tennessee. I did enjoy it too much, but I did feel vindicated. Like all three of those, all three of those teams went down right in a row. Uh, Ole Miss, North Carolina, Tennessee, one after another. It was great. It was absolutely great. Joe, do you have anything to add? No, I, I think you pretty much summed it up there. I, I will say though, back to the playoff point, if this loss happens week three, I think Tennessee is still in the hunt for a playoff spot. That's how much I think the timing of this hurt, but mm. But it, it, it was nice to watch them just kind of crash and burn, just inglorious. Because at no point in time after after the second quarter, I didn't think that they were going to come back and win that game at any point. Because every time they punched, Rattler and company punched back 10 times harder. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, Hooker goes down, That's stinks, to see him get hurt. Yeah, especially because he, I mean, for majority of the season, he's a Heisman hopeful. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's right up there. So, I don't know. They, they kind of stung from that. I will say, I didn't enjoy that. I do like Hendon Hooker. I really do. Um, how can you that's not? One... What? I said, yeah, how can you not? He's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. I, I, I love watch. I do, will say, I hate Tennessee. Love watching him play. I like Josh Heupel. Okay? Jay, Jay and I have talked about that before. Jay, Jay obviously has more of a connection to it than I do. But just hearing him and seeing how Heupel talks with, with people, I do like Josh Heupel. I wish Josh Heupel, I wish Josh Heupel wasn't the coach of Tennessee. I really, I, I wish he He'll be back at OU uh, before too long, oh, I think. Oh. <laughs> oh, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Um, now let's get into some better games here. And the better games coming from the Pac-12. The Pac-12 has improved so much over the last two years. It really has. Um, USC, UCLA, first, everyone says it, but I'm going to say it again. One of the best uniform games in all college football. Both teams wearing the home jerseys. Um, but this was a, a fantastic game. Caleb Williams looks like Heisman front runner after it. Um, I know the de- I know not a lot of defense is being played. The, the defense in the Pac-12 isn't that good. DTR, love that kid. Play, played a good game, but just at three interceptions just killed him. Um, UCLA turned the ball over four times and then you lose right at the end there. But UCLA is a good football team. I think Chip Kelly has really – he's taken the next step as a college football coach. But Lincoln Riley at USC, um, again, I'm not – I don't like rooting for them um, just because they – it's like they have like a little super team kind of going on, taking the guy uh, Addison from Pitt, uh, Lincoln Riley taking some dudes with him. But um, what a great football game. Yeah, shout out to my guy Connor McQueen over there as a offensive assistant for Lincoln Riley. He was my uh, official visit host at Texas A&M, and he's out there with, with Lincoln on the offensive staff doing great things. Uh, I mean, this was everything we hoped for. I think out of out of this game. I mean, it was just a classic. Personally, I would like to see UCLA win just because I think uh, it would be good to have a little bit of parity. I hate. I mean, I get it, but I hate that both of these teams are about to leave the Pac-12 because it now seems like there's some kind of good football going on in the Pac-12. I mean, I, I would rank the Pac-12 above the ACC this year for sure. Oh, that's not a good question. Yeah, uh, easily. And I think they're pretty close with the Big 12, to be honest. But uh, 
it, it's it's a great contest. I mean, this is one of those games that that screams Pac-12 to me. It's going to be weird seeing this game take place in the in the Big Ten. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. I, I will say I was watching this and I was begging for overtime because this was the perfect late night. 48 i was hoping ucla could come down send it to overtime because it smelled like it was going to be minimum three overtimes if they get in there it was going to be whoever drops the pass for a two-point conversion in overtime four or five that's gonna that's gonna end up losing this game but yeah no this was a a a classic i think i saw somebody tweet this out this is a classic college football rules game because this Mm -hmm. is just this was for college football fans like us who just want to sit there and just watch Watch the ball go up and down the field all game long. I think they had almost twelve hundred total yards of offense, both teams combined. Both teams. Uh, that it's, sounds about right. I think USC USC had almost seven hundred yards themselves, and I'm pretty sure UCLA was a little over five hundred. So, absolutely great game. This is this was a fun one. Game of no, the week. So much it was. It was absolutely great. And then we're going to stick with the Pac-12 more after dark uh, after hours. Um, Utah at Oregon. Listen, uh, I had Oregon minus three early. I jumped on the line early. I said Oregon's winning this football game. And then the line, like, totally moved the other direction. I could have won that if I would have waited literally a day. Um, I got Bo Nix. There's a lot of talks about Bo Nix not playing. Bo Nix plays. Um, Oregon last week looked bad on offense. Washington was just carving them up. They looked a lot better this week. Better um, better fills, better discipline in their coverages, getting after the football, rallying to the football. I think that Washington game, even though it was a loss and it's bad, I think that was a bit of a wake-up call for them of, hey, like we still have business that we need to take care of. And defense, this was a good – this looked like a Big Ten football game. This right here. This yeah. looked like it, it, it was, deserves to be in the Big Ten. Um you know, 20 to 17. It was um, really good, hard nose, tough football game. Um, and I love seeing it uh, out on the West Coast. It looks weird when it's 20 to 17 and it's 10 30 at night. I, that it does look weird. Usually that scores is <laughs> meant for noon. That scores usually meant for noon. Um, but, you know, great football game. Great way to end. It's just a great college football day. Yeah. I thought. I thought watching this game, because I was flipping back and forth between the two, I thought watching this game wasn't as much about Oregon. So, like I, like you said, the line flipped. I took Oregon plus three. And I was like, all right, they should be able to keep it at a field goal. This, to me, felt like more like Utah kind of lost this game as opposed to Oregon went out there and won it. Cam Rising was bad. He just he wasn't, wasn't good. He wasn't good at all. And I think if he's half as good as he's been all year, I think Utah probably wins and wins that by three or four themselves. So I, I don't know. I, Oregon's been up and down. They've been really strong, obviously, after that Georgia fucking ass kicking that they took in the beginning of the year. They've they've had a really good season, but I just felt like Utah lost this game more than Oregon went out there and won it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I don't think I don't think Utah took advantage of some of their opportunities that they had. Yeah. Although I mean Utah, I mean one of their scores was a scoop and score. Oregon kind of just gave it to them after a trick play. So yeah. Oregon was in control for most of this. But like you said, towards the end of that game, Utah had opportunities and they just couldn't capitalize. They just, they couldn't they couldn't get over the hump. They they were two steps yeah. forward, three steps back every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jay. Yeah. So, I mean, it really comes down to the turnovers by rising. I think. I mean, three interceptions. Uh, 
Utah's one of those teams that I always kind of root for. So I, I really wanted them to have a chance to to go to that Pac-12 championship. But, uh, you know, hats off to Oregon. And, and I do love the season that Bo Nix has had after all the flack that he got at Auburn. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, same. I mean, listen, I, I have a soft spot for quarterbacks who are constantly being – At Penn State? <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> I didn't bring it up. I said I have a soft spot for for quarterbacks that. As a Penn uh, State fan, though, yeah, too much criticism. Uh, Bo Nix being one of those guys. Again, Bo Nix is not trash. You know, um, Spencer Rattler is not trash. They're good quarterbacks. They're 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 not great. They're but sometimes Bo Nix can be great. Bo Bo Nix's problem was that. He came out the gate so hot that it was just downhill from there. When he was when also he won, true. when he won that one, I forget even what game it was, it was against Oregon, wasn't it? Yeah, actually, I think it was. It was. It was yes. against Oregon. Yeah, that Full game. Circle. That game screwed yeah. Bo Nix's career at at Auburn. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, because everyone everyone thought he was going to be the next you know the next big thing, which he was still good, but he was also at Auburn, which, as we've seen, cupboard's pretty bare. Brian Harson didn't really help matters, you know. When well, he was anymore, apparently. Now, and then Gus, well, yeah, well, maybe I don't know. But like even <laughs> Gus Malzahn years, like they were decent with Gus Malzahn, but apparently there was a little bit of a um, little bit of uh, con- control problems. You know, uh, locker room was unorganized and things, and like I don't know, guys were missing practice. So like Gus Malzahn was kind of letting things slide, and then they were losing games. So, I don't know. There's a lot of things that went on there. But, again, I never once, never once did I ever say, and I hate people when people do this, they live in hyperbole of this quarterback is trash. No, man. It's just like he's good. He's just not as good because you only watch the primetime game of the week where you're watching the C.J. Strouds and the Caleb Williamses and all of those guys, and you think that's – that's only that's what college football should be and it's not these guys are they're in they're, they're not in the nfl they there's there's tears to this it's not good and terrible like there's shades of gray <laughs> there's levels to this there's levels <laughs> it's like it's like onions there's layers to this okay well those are like onions we have layers <laughs> other notable games um just really quick uh to lane jay we were wrong about this one yeah, uh, I was I was big wrong. Uh, did you see the question that the reporter asked Rhett Lashley after no. the game? No. Uh, so the reporter basically says, you know, is it kind of embarrassing when you go out and it's like on national TV and then Rhett Lashley like cuts him off? Are you asking me if I'm embarrassed that we got blown out on national TV? <laughs> yes. Terrible question. Oh, my gosh. Dude, reporter, I'm telling you, they, they are the most, like, for people who are in rooms a lot, they have a very hard time reading them. Because, I mean, and this was, like, on the field after the game. Oh, it's on like, the field. Oh, my yeah. God. So, That's it's like, seeing seeing that question being asked, and, like, Rhett Lashley's response to that just, like, cracked me up. He's like, because he was like, he's like, am I really being, are you asking me? <laughs> yes, I was embarrassed that we lost. Yeah, didn't love it. Wasn't a big yeah, fan. Wasn't, wasn't a great experience. And, and Wouldn't recommend question. to anybody. Um, 
So too late. The, the fact that he says terrible question to like close off the interaction. Love it. Just like love it. Keep those reporters in place. Um, listen, yeah, uh, Tulane smokes SMU. I, I think SMU. I mean, yeah, they lost last week, but they are just getting better every week. Uh, big test. Big test this week with um, Cincy, but uh, we'll we'll get that to we'll get oh, there in a second. We didn't even talk about it. Navy beat UCF. Oh, that's true. Again, UCF really big win last week, and then laid an egg against Navy. Who I had Navy plus money in that, and that was I was watching that one cruising. It started my day fantastic, and then the rest of it was dog shit. But I should have. I got. I gotta start. I gotta start betting on. I have to start betting against teams more that have a big emotional win the week before. I have to. Because I feel like it just happens so much, and I actually this year, Joe, you would be really proud of me. I'm I'm doing real. I'm on like 56 percent this year. There you go. Picking games, so like I'm doing pretty well, um, and I've been doing that a lot. Just big emotional just win, bet against them next week. Way. You know, they may not, they may still win, but if they're favored, it's going to be close. Um, yeah, but yeah, you're right. Navy midshipmen getting some momentum before Army Navy. Um, Vandy wins again, winning streak against Florida. I don't, I don't know what Florida is anymore. What is Florida? That's a good question. I mean, we've been asking that question since the dawn of the United States. It's, uh, it's kind of, uh, is that a Spanish colony? I, you know, I just not a hundred percent sure, but you know, it's, they have the big win against Utah to start the year. Uh, and you know, I just – I think it's some struggles with a first-year coach. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily that Florida's bad. I think there's a lot of talent still there. Uh, it's just they're having struggles putting it together. Also, hats off to Clark Lee and, 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 and Vandy. Uh, you know, he gets there, a winless team. You know, last year they go like 2-10 and 10 or whatever it was. And then this year, you know, on track to be 5-7 and seven or 6-6 six and six if they, they beat Tennessee somehow. So uh, oh, if if they were able to win that game and, and get the ball eligibility. But the thing is, Vanderbilt's improving. So hats off to Clark Lee and, and that coaching staff at Vanderbilt for that. If Vanderbilt beats Tennessee, they're going to have to take me to the hospital because I'm going to, I'm going to be, uh, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be blood that's supposed to be in my brain rushing in other places. <laughs> They're gonna have to rush me to the hospital if Andy beats I, Tennessee. I think you're gonna be safe. I probably am. Again, big emotional win, and Tennessee's gonna come out ticked off. They're gonna beat it by forty, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Vandy is one hundred percent improved. So you gotta. I mean, if if you like Van, if if you like Vandy, I don't know what what's the matter. I don't know what what's wrong. I, I don't know what's the matter with you. But if you like Vandy, you gotta be at least somewhat happy you got to be happy about this year you're, you're oh, you taking steps forward you can't be you can't be upset um and lastly listen jay you and i this kind of our little darling team uh, ecu uh got smoked by houston like absolutely smoked and i'm gonna be honest i did not watch this game uh i don't really know what happened all i saw was houston just shellacked them and yeah. uh I, th- I don't think ecu just they didn't have an answer on defense, but then their offense, I don't know what happened with it with Ehlers and um, Mitchell. I have no idea what happened in this one, but uh, yeah, Houston I mean, 
it, it's this was a shock to me. I thought EC was kind of rolling, but uh, I guess Dana got the boys up for uh, for the trip over to Greenville. So yeah, well, uh, had... Dana was probably you know new city for Dana to go out and drink and probably gamble in, so he was probably all fired up. <laughs> the guys all fired up for that. Um, uh, but yeah. yeah, well, let's uh, let's you know you have a little debate here scheduled that I, I that I guess I'm the moderator for. Yeah. Uh, well, so why don't we why don't we dive into this? So this is this, this is what happened. So I I saw I think it was um I don't know, one of those stooges at ESPN came out with a uh, top top twenty five list that he does every week, and he had Notre Dame ahead of Penn uh, one spot ahead again uh, one spot ahead of Penn State, and I said I don't understand how you can have Notre Dame who has three losses ahead of Penn state who has two losses with their only two losses are to the top two of the top three teams in the country. I don't know how that, I don't know how you can put Notre Dame when Notre Dame has not only three losses, but to two, one against Stanford, who's God awful and another against Marshall. Joe believes that it's because they have better wins. And I disagree. I, I simply said, and and maybe I wasn't clear enough my point. I I don't think it's crazy to have them in front of them, mm-hmm. and I still don't because they do have better wins, much better wins. Okay. There's Penn State doesn't have a win that's better than Notre Dame's top three wins on their schedule. And well, what what are Notre Dame's top three? Top three wins: beating the shit out of Clemson. Okay, uh, I will give you I 100%. Penn State does not have a win like that on their 100%. I At Syracuse is a better win than anything Penn State has. I disagree with that. Where What Penn State victory is? Syracuse, I don't know if Syracuse has six wins. I, I do like Penn State beating Maryland 30 to nothing. I think All that's right. an and, impressive performance. And Minnesota, Minnesota has seven wins. I, but, okay. but once so, again, you're, but Minnesota plays in the Big, Big Ten West. Where nobody wins games, so Purdue was, Purdue on the road to start the season is also a good win in my estimation. It looked like a good win at the time. Now it is not a great win. Well, uh, if, per, if Purdue Iowa still has a yeah. Purdue could still be the Big Ten West champion and be the be the what champion? Big Ten West champion. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Good. Well, so and here's that. the other thing: because Tulane, even... if they were in the Big Ten West, they'd be competing for the Big Ten West championship as well. Hmm. Uh, uh, they'd have a shot. Don't know about that. Oh, they, they would have a shot. Let me, hey, I mean, let me ask you this question. Why let's is put it this way. Tulane with a win over first. over Kansas State. Yeah. I mean, theoretically speaking, they could be in the Big 12 championship. If they they 100%. In the Big 12. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, um, would, they would cruise in the Big 10 West. So b- before you say it, because I, I know we just talked about Purdue, okay, and b- before you say it, uh, Syracuse beat Purdue. Um, Purdue got I, – I understand – Syracuse beat Purdue, but uh, Purdue got absolutely screwed multiple times in the final two minutes. Like it was, so both I would say Syracuse and Purdue are two comparable wins. I, I, I think I those think two are comparable. I, I do think comparable is fair. I think mm-hmm. at the time at which they beat Syracuse in that mm-hmm. situation puts it a little bit ahead because I do okay. think timing of wins when you have a team reeling and really playing good football, like. Tennessee beating Alabama was an amazing win. Right now, if Tennessee beat Alabama this week, 
not as great of a win because of kind of the situation Alabama Alabama finds themselves in. So I do think timing of it matters a little bit, which is why I would put it a tick ahead. Okay. Penn State has the the blowout win over Auburn at Jordan Hare too. Yeah. So here here's here's my thing with that. So Penn State has played, I want to say how many wait. They've played 11 games, so they've played nine Power 5 opponents, Penn State has, okay? They have won five of those wins, okay, are by 28 or more. They've blown out Auburn. They blew out – they just blew out Rutgers, Maryland, Minnesota, and someone else was in there. Not Northwestern. There's someone else. Anyway – those wins by 28 or more, I think that's also saying that. And listen, I'm not a believer in style points. You know, I think you got to win games. I think they games. do matter to an extent. I, I, I definitely think bit. style points matter. Okay. And it's not like in garbage time. Like, for example, like the Maryland game, Penn State was up like 27 and in the third, and they just kept running the football down Maryland's throat and like not. Oh, Indiana was the other one. Um, so I think that also matters. Um so he, here's my here's my scenario for you, okay? Because we've established earlier that I think I look at losses more, and I think you look at wins more. Correct. Okay. So here here's my thing. Say Notre Dame has the same record, okay? Now, let's say Penn State loses to Purdue. Let's say they lose to Northwestern because they played in a monsoon. Okay, that was a closer game because of that. And let's say they lost those two games, lost still has the loss to Michigan, and then they beat, and then they beat Ohio Ohio State. State. Who so? I at that point I would put Penn State with everything else being the same. I'd put Penn State above Notre Dame because you because you won the common opponent, and two that that win against Ohio State would be way better than anything that Notre Dame has. I would put that ahead. I didn't think of a common opponent. I didn't think of a common opponent. Yeah. I, wasn't I, would thinking put, I would definitely ahead. put them ahead at that point because yeah. then everything else I think matters as well. I just think that you have to take the wins into consideration. When you look at the top 15 teams, 14 of the top 15 teams have something in common. They all have beaten a ranked team. There's one team in there that hasn't. Penn That's State. One of them. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say How this. How you show up I, against the big boys I think matters more because yeah. here's the thing. Notre Dame all season played up to their competition, played down to their competition. Yeah. And that that so, – you know, yep. I hate with everything. No, I know. I, I know. I know you're coming. I know you're not coming at this in a biased way. And I try and keep my bias out of things. I do. Yeah. When, when it comes to Penn State, I try and put it on the side. When it comes to hating Tennessee, I, I, I'm, I'm all well, in. Listen, we all have um, our vices. But my whole thing is Notre Dame, Penn State, you know where they are. You know they are just how they played Ohio State. Again, they were winning that game with eight minutes to go, okay? And then Ohio State just took control. That's what Ohio State does. A pick six, you know, like all that. So they play Ohio State real tough. Um, The thing is, you know who Penn State is. If you look, I mean, just watching Washington, who is now 12th, watching Ole Miss, watching North Carolina, watching all these teams that are like right where Penn State is, I, I see Penn State playing a lot better football than or a lot, a lot better football than them because when they're playing teams that are fringe again, Purdue and Minnesota, 
they're they're I think they're still receiving votes. Okay, if both those teams win this week, I'm just saying if Purdue beats Northwestern and Minnesota beats Wisconsin, there's a good chance both those teams are going to be ranked by the end of the year. Correct. So now do so do we look at that and say, oh well, Penn State still hasn't beaten a ranked team. Well, then you could do that, but then you have to then disqualify everything you just said and say, okay, the North Carolina was a ranked, like a no, good win too. No. I, I said before, right North now, Carolina, North Carolina I, I don't think we would look at North Carolina as a good win. But I think North Carolina is a better win than Syracuse and BYU who were ranked at the time. I think better than BYU. I think Syracuse, I still think is a better win than North Carolina. Oh, it's splitting hairs. I just, I just, ba- I just bashed North Carolina. Uh, uh, I just think. I wish those two teams would have played each other because they're two different styles. Syracuse very ground to pound, um, control the football, where North Carolina is. They're going to air it out. But that's the thing. If North, if Syracuse just, Syracuse probably kind of agreeing with you. I think I'd like Syracuse to beat North Carolina because I, I think, think they I match would up too. better. I think they match up better. Just but, because I think I think North Carolina's defense can't hold water. So I think anybody can put up 20-something on them. Yeah. But, no, I mean, it, again, if you want to come with the the wins, I, I understand it. But you, you can't lose to Marshall and Stanford. No, that's fair. What it like, is, too, is it it's your rabid fan base that anytime you say anything bad, they all come out of the woodwork and there's a lot of that. Over, listen, listen. And over every, every fan base. Every fan base your, is like that. Your poverty program over there, little Penn State Ooh. poverty, thinking Ooh. that you're one of the blue chippers. You're not. Okay. And there. Which, we're a top 12. We're a top 12 of all That's time. aggressive. I'm just saying, yeah. an all time. You guys act like you guys are an all time. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, not listen. You guys, I, have four, you guys have four Big Ten titles. Four. I mean, four. Do you know who has more Big Ten titles in Penn State? Chicago. The D3. This is so aggressive. This is getting so out of hand. This is all leading into one thing. Penn State has we're going to pull the ultimate upset. We're going into Beaver Stadium, and we're bringing back home. Hang on. Doesn't Penn State have the same amount of Big Ten titles since joining the Big Ten as Michigan State does? Uh, Michigan State has nine total Big Ten titles, and no. Wait, no, no, no. Since joining. Michigan State, Michigan State won as many Big Ten titles in like 20, like 2009, 2015 as as Penn State has probably in their entire time. I don't know. How many, don't hang on. How many, how many titles in your lifetime, how many Big Ten titles have you seen Michigan win? Mm, in your lifetime? Three, I think. I think three. Or my like, lifetime yeah. or like, like I always count sports lifetime. So like I count sports lifetime like eighth grade on. I don't count anything before okay. that because I was just a wee lass. Okay, yeah. How many? I think like three or four. Three, three or four. Same. Which I've seen Penn. I uh, 05, 08, 2016. and that's then three. It, and then you have one in the nineties. Ninety. Well, oh, try this shit. You have four total. Don't four total. Chicago, a division hey, three team has you seven. have four. You wait. Right. 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 I'm I'm I gonna go on. ahead and, and pull to the tell plug me. Hang there. on. Someone someone I forget who it was. I think it was one of your Michigan State people, actually. We're like, oh, Penn State only has four big dead titles. We're like, dude, we have just as many as you since we joined. Like, why are you trying to flex that? Like, no, no. 
Listen, right, that nightstand, that nightstand, that nightstand, it's is staying in is when it comes to Pennsylvania. Wait, it's wait, wait, where it's sta- oh yeah, when it comes it's to Penn State, when it comes yeah, back, it's I'll staying. tell you where it's at right now. It ain't in All fucking right. Beaver Stadium. All right, so wait, All who, right. so All Jay, right. where are you? Where are fifteen you? in the snow. I think I think Penn State is is a better team than Notre Dame. Thank you, but neutral field, neutral field, it's a pick 'em. Neutral field, it's a pick 'em. Penn State three would, and a half on neutral. Actually, it'd actually be a great game. Though. I would love to see yeah. that. Game. Yeah, I, I would watch the hell out of that game. Yeah, that'd be a great. That's uh, like old, let's get that's into our old preview. Rivalry, man. That's old independent rivalry right there. Yeah, <laughs> we we've already talked uh, Michigan State Penn State. We kind of know where uh, everyone stands on that game. Uh, <laughs> the preview. <laughs> We'll get into Tuesday matching first. Bowling Green at Ohio. I talked about this a little bit earlier. This is for the MAC East berth, kind of, depending on what happens with Buffalo. But Ohio minus five, what do we think? I like Bobcats. I don't know. You know what? I like Bobcats to cover Ohio minus five. So you're, go- you're going off of the uh, Bowling Green. <clears throat> Big emotional hat. win. Yeah, Big emotional yeah. win. And Ohio's like been too. consistently good, so I like that too. Yeah, I like Ohio minus five. All right, I uh, I think I also like the the logic of the big emotional win. I'm going to go Bobcats minus five as well, which means that Bowling Green's probably going to get it. Uh, Thursday, this is my my roll from Ed and Eddie. Hello, Egg Bowl, uh, <laughs> Miss State <clears throat> at Ole Miss. Obviously, uh, some maybe accurate news again. I kind of want to wait until we, you know, see it for certain to decide whether that's good, like, or whether that's uh, confirmed or not. Uh, but Lane Kiffin possibly leaving for Auburn. Uh, I like Mississippi State in this now because of that. I do too. I, I go the I go the opposite. I liked Mississippi State before hearing that. Now I like Ole Miss. Wait, you think Ole Miss because of everything going on? I th- I think it's one of those fu lane. We're gonna oh. go like so it's like the the premature coaching wave. Yeah. Well, he said, oh, didn't you say they were? Didn't you say the tweet said that he was gonna like leave it like announce it at halftime or something like that? I I don't. Or Jay, did I hear that. You. I mean, I think he was gonna announce it after the after the game. Oh, after the yeah. I think they go out and win one for the Gipper. At least he didn't say anything about leaving Oxford in a pine box or something like yeah. that. You know, like this old, is old this Tommy Tuberville. Always, this game's always great. It's like I get home from Thanksgiving dinner. I'm tired. <laughs> I lay on the couch and I watch the Egg Bowl. It's great. A lot better than watching the Cowboys play. Um, What's the line so, on this? Minus five. It was minus five. The initial. Minus yeah, two and that, a half. That is two and a half now. Yeah. Get it, Wallace. Uh, <laughs> I, like I think, I I think the like lane. This. I think the lane is. <laughs> yeah, I think it's getting out. I like firm source State. Fandle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this. All right. State. Friday, Tulane at oh. Cincinnati. This is big for the American Conference. This is a massive contest. Uh, I don't see a line on this one uh, on the mm. sheet, but. Ah, uh, that's on me. Also, there's a uh, there's a lot of good games on Friday this week. Don't forget, it's uh, you know, it's 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 big. Uh, it's it's uh, rivalry week. It's Black Friday, so there's gonna be a lot of good games going on. 
one rivalry game that we maybe didn't talk about on here, USA-England in the World Cup. Oh, that is a rivalry. That rivalry dates all the way back to 1776. Where they you could argue before, but... You can no. argue before. You can argue before. Um, Shot her around the world. Yes, the whites of their eyes, which is what the cannon guy said uh, when he shot into the two Minutemen players, ironically. <laughs> um, we, we stood by that. We stood by that cannon. You got your picture by it, Jake. I know. I got my picture. I can show my, I can show my family. Hey, remember when you saw that? I got my picture next to that cannon. Um, he said, I, I rigged it so it would go off yeah, that time it would go next off. week. So, all right, Tulane, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Cincinnati. minus two. Yeah. Yeah. I think I kind of like, like Tulane. I like Tulane outright. Oh, I think I like Cincy. I think I like Cincy. I'm going to stay away, but I'm leaning. I lean Cincy. It's, not it's an 11 a.m. kick. Cincinnati's a lot better and nippered at night. That is 11 a.m. kick. I like Tulane. That is also true. Um, Baylor at Texas. Texas is a minus six. I I like Longhorns here. I like Longhorns minus six. I got eight and a half now. That line's flying to Texas. Yeah, really? I also see eight and a half. Oh, wow. Uh, so this was initial. So it's at eight and a half now. Yeah. Oof. I like, I like Texas. Got it early. I like Texas. I like Texas. I Texas uh, they're, they're, they're another one of those teams. It's kind of an enigma, though. I mean, they come out flat against some teams and, you know, other teams they – Take care of business. I don't know. There's a little bit of history here, though. I, I think, you know, Texas and Baylor don't particularly like each other. I'll go with Texas, though. Uh, NC State at North Carolina. This was one of the best games of rivalry week last year. I don't know if you all remember that. Oh, yes. There was uh, NC State scored 14 points in, like, two oh, minutes or something yes. like that. Something ridiculous. But uh, it was a fantastic contest. <laughs> Uh, NC State has just kind of fallen apart here towards the end of the season. A lot of things gone wrong. Yeah, a lot of the, I mean injuries. They're missing a lot of people, so you know it kind of sucks. Limp into, the, limp into the finish. Limp into the finish line. Uh, um, I like North Carolina. My six and a half. I want to take NC State so bad, and like I think defensively they're tough. I think NC State in the trenches is tougher than North Carolina. But I don't know if North I don't know if NC State can make up for the skill guys that North Carolina has. But NC State yeah. should be able to run the football against them. I'm taking Wolfpack plus six and a half. I like Wolfpack. I like That's NC State. I uh, I'm gonna hammer the over fifty five and a half. Oh really? NC State ew, they can't score. I, I don't think if if it goes over if it goes over I think that's a North Carolina win. Yeah. We talked about this uh, next one a little bit earlier. Uh, Nebraska at Iowa. <sighs> Iowa it's, wins. They go to the Big Ten Championship. It's scree- the line screams Iowa. Ten and Iowa. a half is a lot. I'll play it at ten. That's what I would do. I would buy the hook here, but I'm not going to play it anything over ten, but it screams Iowa. Iowa under uh, – or Iowa-Nebraska under 38. Uh, I'm taking the under. <laughs> I think that's an easy play there for me. I think I, so too. I think, I think it's under, twenty to ten. Under, I think the under is the play. Uh, there, Florida at Florida State. Uh, this one could be kind of interesting, honestly. 
I, I actually kind of want to see how this one plays out. Uh, obviously, Florida State's actually kind of found their way into the into the rankings. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's Improving. at Bill Campbell. Florida has kind of been up and down all year. This is a Florida State team. Don't forget that knocked out, knocked off LSU to start the season. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens here. Uh, I like I like Florida State honestly. Minus I nine. do, I do too. And I tell you what, when I saw Florida State play NC State, I I thought Florida State looked like the better team out there. I really did. They kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit. NC State took advantage of some of the some of the opportunities that they had on offense. Some short fields they took advantage of. Um, I, I think I, I think Norvell's doing a good job at Florida State. This is definitely a step in the right direction. They're starting to they're starting to quietly get themselves back to where they've um, kind of been uh, for the last or try the before the last four or five years. Before um, some Jimbo guy was there, huh? Yeah, before <laughs> before the yeah. This is the, honestly this is Bobby Bowden type football that's going yeah. on. So. I, I do like the Seminoles here. I do. Joe, what do you think? Ten's a big number, but I, I think where Florida is and where Florida State are, they're they're going in two totally different directions. So I'll take them to cover a ten. Okay. All right. We'll go. Uh, we'll go into the Saturday games. Start off with some West Coast action. Oregon at Oregon State uh, with a win. Oregon goes to the Pac-12 championship. Takes on USC. Mm-hmm. Oregon State, who has had a quietly a very very good year. Uh, has a chance to play spoiler in the Civil War. What do we think? Do you know what I have, Jay? I have it. I got tested this morning, and I have it. Beaver fever, baby. I have Oregon beaver. State plus three. Oregon State plus three. I got the beaver fever, baby. The platypus is going to Oregon State. I'm not sure what city Oregon State's in, but they're going to Oregon Corvallis. State. Corvallis, right? The, I'm the platypus goes to Corvallis. <laughs> that's an that's an awful college football team or football like name for a town. Um, I'm gonna go over over 56 and a half. Ooh, I think I we like got ourselves too. a shootout in this game. I like that too. That's a good one. I can too. see that. I like that. Uh, Coastal at James Madison. This line shocking. Uh, yeah, I I'm pretty surprised by this line as well. Obviously, Coastal did not play last week. Uh, they were scheduled to play Virginia. Everything that's going on with Virginia, Virginia, Virginia Tech is now canceled as well. Uh, you know, still thoughts with uh, all the families and all the folks affected by the senseless tragedy at Virginia. But uh, yeah, this is a shocking line. Uh, you know, James Madison. Hats off to them. Jake, you sent me the the petition. Oh, to... I'm gonna I'm firing that off uh, if I can figure out how to how to make it official and send it. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't. I agree with you. It doesn't make sense that these no. teams come up from FCS and can't be bowl eligible. If they're good enough to become bowl eligible in this day and age, they should be able to go to a bowl game the first year they're yeah, up at, no at the FBS. So, level. so do you know why that rule's in place? So what I was told was it was because they had less players. Uh, you have less players going from FCS to FBS, but it, it was something to do with the the other team would have more of an advantage. Yeah, so I, I actually I saw something different. Um, you you one hundred percent are pro- are are probably right. That probably adds to it, and it's probably 
the correct answer, but I saw somebody write, and I forget the guy's name, but he was saying that one of the reasons why there is a ban on it is that they didn't want teams in the FCS loading up and then being like, hey, we're going to be really good for three years, so we're going to make the jump to FBS and make a bunch of noise. And then after that, then not do anything in the FBS. So it did, I mean, it, but the thing is, it's James Madison is the blueprint of how you make the jump. Yeah. Like, so they wanted to, I guess, deter people or programs from loading up an FCS and then making the jump and then sucking, then taking up a spot that's not deserving. But like, James Madison, Georgia Southern got screwed in this too. Those teams go to the FCS, build a really good program, and then say, hey, we're, we can do this before yeah. going forward. And the thing is, if your athletic director lets that happen, then they should be fired Like in, yeah. if they did that. So I don't get it. I am going to get a petition. It, it's, it's written. I got I to gotta make some edits, and it will be out. And there yeah. will be a petition to, to the NCAA. We'll get a petition from us saying, to eliminate the ban, the FCS one-year ban. Yeah. Well, James Madison, uh, it opened at minus 12. They're up to minus 13 and a half now. I like James Madison. Uh, I'm probably going to take Coastal just because of how many points this is. I mean, Coastal has also beaten Marshall and App State, so it's not like Coastal's a bad team. James Madison and, uh, is going to come they, out playing the most inspired football they've ever they've played all year. They're going to come out like their hair is on fire at home. That place is going to be rocking because they were denied the division champ. Put up the banner anyway. They should put up the banner. What are they going to do? Put you in jail? Um, put the banner up anyway. James Madison covers. It's a great, great stadium. I've been there. I've been there before. It's, nice. it's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Really nice. um, with that being said, I'm going to take Coastal as well. 13 and a half is a lot of points. It is a Third, lot of points. Listen, Coastal is better than Georgia. Um, what, uh, Georgia State, and they barely beat them. So I'm going to play college football math and say that they can cover 13 and a half. Be careful right. with that transfer uh, to property, Joe. Yeah, I know. that can be tricky. Uh, Louisville at Kentucky. Kentucky, mm-hmm. the Wildcats minus three. Uh, I think the Cats win here, but Louisville Louisville's kind of one of those tricky teams. They've had some good wins. They've had some games where they didn't play so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't I like if I was betting I would stay away from this game, but because we're talking about it, I'm saying Kentucky minus three. Scott Satterfield, man, uh, went from ba- literally coaching for his job, and then they came out and they have been playing really good football. Honestly, besides Clemson, they're probably playing the best ball in the ACC right now. Like, honestly, I think Florida State, but Florida, uh, yeah, you're right, Florida State. And then I would say Louisville because I think Louisville's playing better ball than North Carolina. They're playing better ball than Syracuse. Like, and again, I know Syracuse blew them out in the beginning of the year, but I'm telling you, this Louisville team is. I I like this Louisville team. I I don't know who's gonna win this one. I'm really rooting for Louisville, um, but for the oh no, no, it's not the cake and nails. Never mind. That's uh, Louisville. Cincinnati. I believe it's the Governor's Cup. Yeah, it Something is. Like it that. is the govern. It is the Governor's Cup. It's one of the million Governor's Cups. Um, <laughs> I like. I'm staying away. 
I'm staying away. I'm rooting for Louisville. They're playing really good football. Kentucky's going to come out. Uh, I think Kentucky's going to come out um, playing good football, good disciplined football after getting beat up last week. Joe? Yeah, I'm, I would actually like ladder this game with a bunch of alt lines. I would take Louisville or I would take um, Kentucky minus the three and I would keep taking them every alt up to like minus 10. I think they're going to win this game by 10 points. I think they're going to come back home with a whole new attitude after that game last week. All right. Kentucky? Yeah. Um, I I mean, I can see it. Uh, Next up on our list is the Iron Bowl. Auburn at Alabama. Uh, Alabama, minus 21. Uh, I actually like Auburn to cover here, uh, mostly because I think Auburn's getting better and Alabama just... uh, I just don't feel like they're going to get up for this game. Auburn definitely is going to care about this game more than Alabama. Yeah. Alabama. Alabama's angry with themselves, and I don't think it's going to be a we're going to take it out on Auburn. I think it's just going to be like, well, give us our bowl game and let's just go. They're on. just kind of bummed. They are, and it's terrible. What a spoiled fan base. <laughs> Freaking idiots. It's not fair. It, it, it's really That's not. Nice. Um, so I don't know. I'm not going to bet this one either. I'm really not. I, I, I like, I know Alabama's going to win this football game. I just don't know how close Auburn's going to keep it. Yeah. I, I'm not going to bet this either, but if I was going to bet it, I would take Alabama to cover. I just think that they're that much better that I don't really think it really matters how much more up they're going to be. I think 21, I think is a number they can cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little uh, maybe a plot twist. Auburn is playing for a bowl game, so there that yeah. possibility is still on the table. True, true. Uh, next up on our list, Minnesota at Wisconsin. The Badgers minus two is the opening line. They're now up to minus three and a half. Ooh, like uh, Badgers, Gophers, a battle of uh, underground animals. I think kind of roughly. Paul Bunyan's axe. Paul Bunyan's yeah. Axe. Paul Bunyan's axe. Uh, great rivalry trophy, uh, but. I, this is a tough one. I mean, I don't have a lot of faith in either of these teams. I think I'm probably going to take the under. It's 34 and a half. 34 and a half? Yes. Well, if, yeah. All right. If you're going to take the under, then I, I think I'm going to ride. I'm going to, I'm going to take the points. Give me, oh. give me the points. I, I think three and a half is enough to cover, especially when you're talking about a, a total of like 30, whatever you said, 34 and a half, whatever you said. Like that's, that tells me we have, thirty-four and a half. Yeah, we have a clay, we have a close, boring game on our hands. You say boring, I say delightful. <laughs> That's just I good like hard nosed football, baby. Good hard nosed football, baby. Right. Two and a half like yards. How they say it in the south. Like how they say it in the south. Whenever there's a, whenever there's, whenever Joe in on this podcast, we recognize that whenever there's a, a game in the south where it's twenty-one seventeen, it's good hard nosed football. If it happens in the north. It's it's terrible and sloppy and boring. Yeah. I know. Um, uh, I like Minnesota. Minnesota plus three and a half. Yes, yes. Uh, Mo Ibrahim could have a very good game here. We'll see what happens. I like. Uh, next up, Notre Dame at USC. This is a jeweled shillelagh, right? Yeah, the jeweled shillelagh. Notre Dame at USC. USC minus six. I like Notre Dame plus one eighty. I'm taking Notre Dame money line. Ooh, wow. I- I like that as well. I like Notre Dame plus six. Um, I kind of like to sprinkle on the money line, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take Notre Dame plus six. 
What's the Joe, we know you love Notre Dame. <laughs> as the uh, as the as Mr. Notre Dame, um, I am going to t- oh, it's down. I'm going to take what I'm looking at right now on FanDuel, and I am going to take no free plugs. I'm going to take USC minus four and a half. Oh, oh, it's down. USC four and a half. Yeah, mm, which should okay. tell you, which should make you feel better about Notre Dame, but. I just think USC has too much firepower. They do, but Notre Dame plays sound defense, and I will I will give credit to Notre Dame here. I think Notre Dame is probably the best defense USC has probably seen all year. Uh, Offensively, no, easily. I, I can't think of another defense they would have played. The, the problem is if Notre Dame if Notre Dame can't if Notre Dame can't score in USC, then there's going to be a big problem. Um, I think USC has enough. I, I think USC covers the six. And I think you guys both lose your bet with the six and a half. Well, we'll see. Uh, or no, you have. Uh, yeah. So it's late. Yeah. I had to throw ne- it in there, Jay. Yeah. Next game up. Uh, this is one that I will unfortunately be watching because part of what I do is break down Texas A&M games. Uh, LSU at Texas A&M. Aggies plus nine. Let me just go ahead and set the stage for you. A&M has struggled with two things all year: protecting the passer and stopping dual threat quarterbacks. LSU has one of the best pass rushers in the nation in Harold Perkins, and they have a dual-threat monster in Jaden Daniels. I am taking LSU uh, to cover probably all the way up to 20 points. Uh, this is just a terrible, terrible matchup for Texas A&M. I mean, this is literally what they do worst, and Devon A-Chain has missed the last two games. He's the best player on Texas A&M's offense. We don't know if he'll be available this Saturday. Take LSU. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm taking LSU as well. They're still they're still at the the spot of hey, if something crazy happens, they could maybe get sweep in the playoffs. So if style points matter at any point, they need to put up as many as possible. So I'll take LSU to cover and cover big. I want to take Texas A&M so bad. I wouldn't because they're already <laughs> LSU's already going to the champ SEC championship. I know they still have a lot more to play for. Um, I mean, A&M would love nothing more than to just ruin LSU's playoff hopes, and it would be objectively hilarious. But there's just – it's such a bad matchup on you paper to, for Texas A&M. Yeah, you have to ask yourself, did UMass give them the blueprint to stick in this game? <laughs> give me a and I'm going to wait this out. <laughs> We're gonna wait this out. So if LSU A&M, is minus ten now. If it gets to eleven, I'm taking A and M. You're a sick man. I love it. Um, the game, Michigan at Ohio State. Thank God we're not talking about Texas A and M anymore. The Michigan game, Ohio State. The, the Buckeyes minus eight. Ohio State minus eight. That's what I'm taking. I think so as well. I will say one bone to pick. This game shouldn't be at noon. I hate, like, I love traditions. Tradition. I don't like this one. This game needs to be a nighttime game. This should be a primetime game, especially this year. But give me Ohio State. They win big. Fuck Michigan. And Jim Harbaugh. I think they get humbled. I, I would like Michigan to be humbled. I, so I the, the line the line has come down a bit. Ohio State minus seven and a half. Mm. Uh, I like Ohio State to win by a touchdown, personally. Okay. So I uh, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with with the Buckeyes unless it drops under seven. You and listen, you had the big money line win last week last year. 
Yeah, you did. did. You called that one. You were the only one. We called you crazy. I will hold that over your heads for forever. Uh, I still have that clip. I really appreciate that. (laughs) I I still have that. We all called you very bad things. Yeah, we did. We did. I said you were high, (laughs) I think. Uh, Yeah. Uh, it was it was a very rewarding to be at the LSU tailgate in Baton Rouge, eating incredible food, watching Michigan just out physical Ohio State. Which, by the way, some of those issues are still there from a physicality standpoint. Uh, but watching that game and knowing I would get to come back the weekend winners the next week and say, "Hey, bud, I was I was right, I was right." <laughs> you this year I'm going with Ohio State though. Double, double down on Michigan this year. No, that's okay. You <laughs> um, and lastly, I mean, what other game to end with than the best rivalry game, the best rivalry trophy of Saturday? And that the is the Apple Cup. Oh. The, the battle for the Land Grant trophy. Penn State is a 16-point favorite right now. Um, I think that's going up, too. I think that is going up, and here's the thing. Penn State, for whatever reason, always so plays I have badly. Penn State minus 18 now. You have Penn State minus 18? Yeah. I, I'm not betting it, but I'm telling the people who are, if, if, if it's at Penn State minus 18, I take Michigan State plus 18. I think Michigan State covers – Michigan State's going to try to play is trying to play in a bowl game right now. Um, Penn State, I think, is they've blown out so many teams that I just think that someone's going to keep it close. I'm, I'm expecting that close game. Although what worries me is Mel Tucker saying that they're not Michigan State hasn't been doing padded practices because they've been. Um, They've been low on guys, which is never a good sign. Um, so that kind of worries me. But I just think Penn State's offense is kind of probably going to stall a little bit, um, like it usually does in scenarios like this. So I'm going Michigan State. I take Michigan State plus eighteen. Yeah, I uh, I wouldn't. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna throw this out there. If Penn State doesn't win by 20 or more, then Michigan State wins the game and should keep the Land Grant Trophy because that's how bad Michigan State has been this year compared to where Penn State's been. So a lot's on the line for Penn State. This is kind of a carefree game for Michigan State. Uh, this is going to be – this is I mean, this is going to be a whooping. They're, there's just – they don't have anybody who's going to be able to stop the ball, and, and Peyton Thorne has been so bad. I, have a que- I do have a question. I do have a question. How has Michigan? Because I've I've only seen a couple Michigan State games this year. Not great. How is Michigan State's rush defense? They're not getting pressure on either side of the ball, like from or not either side of the ball on rushing or passing. They just are not getting pressure. Like typical Michigan State team is, they're coming off the edge, they're getting pressure, they're getting a ton of sacks. They were doing that in the beginning of the year, and now they just can't. They Michigan are, State is averaging four hundred seventeen yards allowed on defense. Their defense is because they can't get pressure and the secondary cannot stop anybody. So they're going to make Clifford look like a Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, Clifford had a decent game last year. They just couldn't stop. Uh, Penn State just couldn't get some stops. Hey, yeah. you can get Michigan State uh, plus 700 money line. So, you know, it's no, I'm not going that far. It's go. good value. Although, it's, listen, it's, Michigan, State, <laughs> Michigan State has – that is one team. Everyone brings up Michigan, but it's – the. 
Michigan State is the team that is the thorn in James Franklin's side. If I think he has three losses to Michigan State in the last six years, I think he's three and three in the last six years. If he wins two of those, the perception of James Franklin, I think, is a lot better. But he allows the the only two games I'm really just really angry, frustrated with James Franklin is the loss to Michigan State in 2019 or 18, and then the loss to them in last last year. Those are the two games where I'm like, you were completely outcoached. It didn't feel like last year that Penn State just it, it just felt like everything was just breaking Michigan State's way that. Last year, yeah. even to the fourth and fifteen, that yeah. catch—that was a very. It was improv. a good defense. It was great. To, he had great coverage on him. He Joey just Porter had great defense. Yeah. Just went up and made a better play. So yeah. it just felt like that game was yeah. was a game of destiny for. Michigan no, they State. were better. And listen, Michigan State was the better team last year. Penn yeah. State, unless the Penn State lost eight dudes on defense from last year's team, and now this year they're playing. They're young and they're fast and they're better in the secondary. So we will see. Um, I hope uh, people were saying the the backup's going to play for Michigan State and not Thorne. I mean, I can see that. I haven't I, seen anything. I hope that's the case. That's was it Hel- Hoser? Hauser? 24. Yeah, Joey Hauser. Hauser. Yeah. I'd rather Hauser than Thorne. 100%. Or, I'm sorry, Joey Hauser's the, the, the basketball Michigan State player. Daniel Hauser. Right? I forget. Oh, I don't first. know. I there's, forget. There's two Housers, and then they just got a, nun, a another guy coming up next year. Okay. Whoever the backup is, I know the people are, are want people want Thorne to take a back seat, but that's those are fans for you. Um, Usually, hey Joe. Joe, to, how? Oh, what? Well, I was just gonna say, shout out to your boy Brent Pry at Virginia Tech for beating Liberty last week. I know. Great. As a, yes. as a very anti Liberty the school, not Liberty the concept podcast uh fuck liberty very yeah. happy there's my this is already a, this is already shout an explicit out. episode screw screw, screw liberty and he freeze i hate liberty all my homies hate liberty <laughs> um but yeah brent pry i hope he does good things i really do i love brent pry love brent pry so much and i i hope he does really well at virginia tech I, this year looked that, that offense just is so bad. But, yeah, got a big win against Liberty, which is huge. But I, I hope he really – and, again, I know Virginia Tech being good hurts Penn State in recruiting, but Brent Pry is such a good – he's just a great human being that I had a, a pleasure of meeting a few times and um, great guy. But, Joe, speaking of great people, Joe, where, where can everyone I, – I know you're a frequent guest, but please remind the people where they can follow you at. Yeah, at Joe Pops underscore, or if you're just looking for some betting, at Joey underscore props, you can find me. Nice. There's a newsletter we got going out over, I think, 1,300 subscribers. You can be one of them for free. Join, subscribe. Let's get green. Hell yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Joe, thank you again for coming on. Thanks uh, for having me. Uh, I know we're still on the air, but I might have to. I don't want to put you on the spot, but bowl game extravaganza episode again? Oh, I would be all in on that. Yeah. That was so much fun last. I know, and I we gotta we get Kevin, and we gotta get Kevin on too. Let's get, we let's gotta, get, the, we have, get we have to get a reunion. Ahead. We can do it through our pod. It's it'll be, I think it'll be great. Hell yeah, I'm in. Oh yeah, awesome. Love to hear it from all of us here. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and have a great week. <laughs>